Hello lovely listeners, welcome to another edition of Tales for Wales, an inaccurate drunk Welsh history lesson. Throughout the series we discuss famous Welsh battles, events, people, if you're still listening you know the just by now, we just bloody love Wales, everything Welsh basically. I'm Jack, I'm joined by Franks as ever, my close friend, my confidant, my brother in arms in this <laughs> battle that is history <laughs> education. Um, I don't know why I rolled the R and brother good, so man. much then. But, yeah. I looked behind the curtain, your first one there, you stopped, you went, oh that wasn't very good, and then you came back with oomph. <laughs> I came out with some gusto, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm doing thing. it justice. You're shopping a gusto, so, you're getting your meals a week that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, we are going to be talking about um, another famous pirate from Wales. We've done one already in Captain Morgan. But today we're going to be talking about the infamous Bar TV. And you'll hear a bit more about him in a bit. But um, for now, how the bloody hell you been, mate? Oh, you hear that? The crack. The crack of the whip. Back at it, baby. Although this is the Tuesday night record, and we're always a bit tired on mm. Tuesday nights, aren't we? We find it it's a bit too close for us. I've picked up weekend. okay, you know. I said to you, we both texted you, and we're a bit tired. Yeah, me too. And then, uh, yeah, I had oh, a couple I of you beers. And... You've been me too. Oh no! Joking. Very good. Just a little riot joke for you there. Just, yeah, we're back at it, baby. We're back in straight away. I know. Normally on a Tuesday, I'm not nearly this sprite, but. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was really zonked, and then because we we had a little bit of a break in recordings, even though we've got a bunch of episodes lined up, and this is the first little recording in a while, I was like, oh, do you know what? That'll get me through today. And then I went to the shops and I bought four the four four the finest uh, pints of Carlsberg. Um, you might have heard it, a Danish nice. pilsner. Got ourselves a bottle of rum, and uh, yeah, I feel I'm excited. What more do you need? What more do you need? Man for it. Oh, I've got uh, Moretti's, some leftover Moretti's from Sunday. Going to sink those, they're nice and easy. Then I've got some sand mix, bringing it up a little bit. And then I've got uh, a nice, yeah, and then I've got a nice vodka flavoured water aperitif to see me through <laughs> the end of the night. <laughs> vodka flavoured water? <laughs> yeah, I just got to mm. get my hydration up, now, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if that sounds good. <laughs> not like not as spry as I around. used to be. You're scrambling yeah. around the back of the alcohol cupboard. <laughs> The co-op is uh, is pretty sparse these days. So. Oh well, I went to Tesco in there, and they've, uh, uh, there is something glorious about walking to the booze aisle, and I just like as it unravels as you get closer to it, you think, oh, what can I have? I mean, I always have the same. There's always Carlsberg or Carlsberg. <laughs> yeah. like, like, but you you do the same as me. You peruse it though, don't you? you yeah. Go, oh, I yeah. might go for this today. I won't. And but it's, you know, it's like the equivalent of kids going to like a candy shop, or like when you were younger and you like go to a toy place and you have all the options and. Still play the Playmobil, but it's know. always the best when you go to um, the big Tesco. So you know you're getting yeah. proper booze at the big yeah. Tesco. Like you go into a party, <laughs> yeah. or you know when we went for so the, the the, the little trip. trip away and everything, the yeah. road trip. You know you're just going like, oh, now I can you know stretch the purse strings a little bit, and I can get like something a little bit nicer. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, sorry, I don't know why I said it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. So that, that is the that's the response of someone that wasn't fucking listening. That's, that's... I'm so sorry. <laughs> you were absolutely scrolling through your phone then, weren't you? <laughs> My phone just lit up. I had like loads of messages. Well, fucking ignore it then. Um, do you know that's so funny you said that? One time when I was in, when I was travelling when I was younger, we met these proper sound lads from like you know that the island like Jersey or like the posh Jersey island. or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. One of them. One of, I think, One of them was a tax haven, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's a tax haven place. But they were really sound guys. Uh, and it went against all my better judgment to be like, usually I'd hate anyone from a tax haven. But we were like <laughs> mid 20s. And, uh, <laughs> and they were quite cool. And we were in Mississippi. No, we were in, where were we? We were in New Orleans or Narlands, as they call it. And um, mm. we were outside. We were like in a hostel. And it was hostile vibes, so like loads of young people. It was cool outside. Um, and we'd been drinking quite a bit. We were planning what we'd do for that night. And um, these <laughs> two, like, really pretty girls walked past me, and I went, uh, and the guy who was talking to me about the plans for tonight, and oh, I don't even think he said much, and I went, yeah, yeah, should be good, though, yeah, yeah, just, just see what <laughs> just, happens. Just <laughs> and, a placeholder fucking response, yeah, he said like you're me, an NPC. Yeah, yeah and well, I tried to be cool in front of these people, and he said to me, mm. hang on, did you just say... Should be good though, see what happens. I went, yeah, I, went, I didn't say anything. And he went, Did you say that to impress those two girls? I was like, Oh no. And then he wrote a whole song in his guitar. He went, Should be good though, see what happens. 
really, really convenient. <laughs> I remember being yeah. on the phone. I can't remember to to now. It was one of you boys at some point, and um, oh, I think it was James actually. And I was talking to him, and I was asking him what he wanted to do or something like that. And I was like, "Gosh, what do you reckon? Like a pub, and then this and all that." And he was going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I said, "Yeah, but which do you want to do though?" Yeah, yeah. He was obviously just scr- I'd obviously bored him up until that point so much that he'd gone, I'll just have a quick look at my phone. And also, <laughs> Jack's um, speech must be so predictable that I can just go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just get through it. it. So thanks for bringing me back to that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just, yeah, I, I was, I did get a bit distracted by my phone. But listen here, listeners, you've got me stopping out as I just finished this text. <laughs> Um, yeah, one uh, more text has come through. Uh, let me just see. I, I was I was then on my phone to check my notes to be, to be fair to me, and I thought you could hold the conversation for a second. Without oh me. God, yeah, <laughs> I was. I was asking you a question. <laughs> what did you even say? I can't remember now. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Imagine I ever responded that to anything you said. Whoa, man, it's <laughs> pretty crazy. Nothing I ever tell you is crazy. Don't no, worry, man, nothing's it's crazy. Okay. And I'm, not, I'm never crazed by anything. That's so funny. That's just me being rude, isn't it? That's just I wasn't listening. Fuck, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's all right. We've hit the ground run. You've come back strong. We've come back strong. This is going to be a good episode. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. Talking about You got any... Um, skeleton. Oh, no. <laughs> Crossbones. That's what... Yeah, the old Jolly Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly Rogers. Um, do you want to hit, before we get into that, should we do a classic bit of improv pants? <laughs> oh yeah, me? what something I've been up to is it? I mean, the reason, so much has happened since last time. Yeah, so some people have messaged me saying, "Oh, the order doesn't seem right because in the first episode you say, oh, this is like we we talk about other previous episodes." And just for mm. anyone listening, right, you can say that like, you haven't missed any episodes. None are missing. It's just we thought we'd put them out in the ones that might be most appealing to a wider audience first or get you on board with the kind of the humour that yeah. we have. So, We're like, desperate don't, to be loved, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, feel like we're trying to do stuff. that. And we've done loads of episodes that are just <laughs> yeah. were shit. So we had, we like, didn't want to put out month. the absolute dross first. No. Did we? Like, and not just absolute for, like, tank of interest. They also sounded awful and all this, like, loads of issues with them. So, yeah, no one's missing anything. <laughs> And the reason I said yeah. improv then is because when you have to categorise the podcast on like platforms, you have to got it gives you the options we have or history, stand up or improv. So we went yeah, over the I mean, we, I don't think we fit into improv, but I mean, no, we don't we fit don't. into stand up either. Yeah. So we had to just make the, the best yeah. of a bad situation on that <laughs> yeah. one. History and improv—that's what that's the two things we're known for. I'm pretty that's sure people go, like, oh, you know, Tales Always is a brilliant, like, improv <laughs> history podcast. Yeah. Improv. I hate the word improv. It's fucking awful, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it makes me, like, it makes my toes curl a little bit, like, you know, thinking, oh, don't like it, whatever the <laughs> connotations of that are. Is toes curl a thing for fucking getting your end away, actually? I think I really uh, fucked that up a bit. No, I don't think I meant, so. Like, I meant, like, you know, when you cringe, oh, yeah, it is. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah toes curl is me. I absolutely <laughs> blow my beans. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, been, it has been a little bit of time since we've done a, a proper pod though, because um, we we've got a bunch of, like like uh, saved up, and we are going to come out for season two mm. anyway. But we thought we'd get into and, involved with this one because we've had a few messages saying they like the pirates, so we thought we'd give yeah. another pirate. So just to confuse the order of things more, mm. we're doing our most recent one, and we're going to like jam it in in season one sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, so just. Don't worry about the order. We'll worry about the order. You just sit back. Yeah, you just li- sit back, listen, and enjoy it. Don't worry yeah. about it. Anyway. Uh, so any little funny anecdotes between... <laughs> yeah, I'll, you beat me to it. Any funny little anecdotes you want to share? Uh, if you can be bothered to get one. off your, your damn phone for two seconds. <laughs> um, this was quite a, quite a funny little... So, like, with my work, they give you, like... It was one of the benefits you get is, um, like, eight free therapy sessions a year. And I never right, done yeah. therapy, so I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll, I'll give it a go. And uh, the first one was... Did you open bit... Pandora's box? Did you, <laughs> yeah. you realise there's so much more wrong with you than you thought and thought, I don't like this? And All these black eels started pouring out of me. And... <laughs> um, this bile yeah. coming from me. <laughs> the devil came up behind you. Oh, God, there's too much for me. Yeah. I'm just an online therapist. I'm not even a fully... Yeah, yeah, your therapist said you didn't want to, know, didn't want to speak to you anymore. <laughs> Scaring her. <laughs> well, uh, this, the guy I was talking to kept trying to push issues back to like pet like childhood and like family and i was like oh, i actually don't think it is i think it's just me not being like uh it's probably like my ego or i said like going into other stuff where i think it's like i don't really think it's good to blame other people for your stuff 
And anyway, he was like, I think it might be about your dad. I feel if I found out something, it's probably around to do with your father. He went, what's your relationship like with your father? And I went, oh, well, that's funny you say that, because me and my mate Ollie, uh, we wanted to do a podcast called How Mad's Your Dad? Because we both got dads who were <laughs> yeah. quite mad. Mad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the person, they're a bit mad. And he went, hmm, yeah, I really wouldn't recommend you making joke, light-hearted jokes around this alphabet, especially <laughs> on a podcast forum. It's like, oh, Listen, I can tell you now, this guy doesn't know fucking shit all about therapy, okay? If he's telling us not to do a funny podcast and he hasn't got a clue. I did think to myself, well, you're not coming on as a guest, you little grump. <laughs> yeah, you've been banhammered from Tales for Wales. Don't bother listening. When he did say, how mad's your dad? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't think about doing that. As a, I wouldn't make it a light-hearted situation. About it. Did he say, how mad is your dad? <laughs> Just tell like, me, how mad is your dad? There's more to Ireland than this. Tune tune in every Sunday and you'll find out, my friend. One subscriber. <laughs> oh, give us a ticky five star and you'll find out how mad my dad really is. Yeah. So that was a that was a bit of a <laughs> it was just because the interaction was he was so gentle. He's like, hmm, yeah, I just don't really think that's the best way of uh, managing your emotions. Maybe you should talk about it in this situation. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you it should, sounds man. like I couldn't um Sounds like I couldn't hack therapy already because I'd be low going, don't you fucking tell me how to live my life. If I want to be self-destructive, I will do it. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's also the like 30-minute sessions. I do just, like, mm. I, thought, I thought the first one would be a bit of a laugh. I don't know why. I think they kind of romanticise, aren't they, like in like American TV shows. And then you do oh, Yeah, were you expecting like a goodwill hunting moment? It's not your fault, Franks. <laughs> yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, in, rea- in reality, it probably is my fault. And... It's just, just be a bit of a bit. Yeah, and I'd rather be brisk, blissfully unaware of it, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, I didn't like the fact that he was, like, kind of passing the book as well. I said, it might be true with your ma. How is your ma? And I thought, my ma is fine, thank you. And <laughs> I just, don't have a ma. <laughs> yeah. So, it just, I don't know, it, it might maybe not for me, but I'm sure it's really helpful for lots of people. <laughs> he said unenthusiastically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's really great for everyone. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. Back, back to Instagram. <laughs> anyway, what about you? What's new? Uh, I got a few little noted down here because it's been a while since we've done this last time. I've told, I've, I think I've told you already about my, my absolutely dog shit Christmas with my family. Yeah. Have I told you yet? Yeah. I hope they don't listen. Um, no, no. So it's, yeah, no, they won't. I don't think will they. No, it'd be fine. It's not that it was my family as such. Oh, anyway, it was back. just this. You could hear the handbrake yeah, backpedaling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was with your therapist, and I'd go, "What do you think of your family?" <laughs> Shite. Um, but no, the family were great. It was uh, there was an unexpected uh, guest in the familial home in the newbie household yeah. this year. Uh, a fly in the ointment, if you will. Uh, my mum likes to pick up like little waifs and strays, you know, like any old old biddy or like just someone she thinks needs a friend or whatever. She always just like picks them up. And this year we had a, um, a little old lady turn up. I think I've met her before called Maggie. And I'm sorry, Maggie, if you're if you're listening to this, I doubt you are. You're like you look about 90 something. I doubt you're on the podcast sort of uh, <laughs> scene. But if you are, I'm sorry, but you just... You're fucking boring, love. Yeah. Right, I think you're, just, you're... you're fucking dead boring. I think to myself, yeah, you're fucking, fucking dead. boring, bitch. <laughs> Basically that. And it was just, I tried my best because I thought, oh, bless her. She's like an old lady. She hasn't got any family or anything like that. You know, this Christmas, that's terrible. I'll, I'll come and say hello to her and all that. I told her it. And then she was going on about how she's got like, she's got like five kids and like, I don't know, a million grandkids. And I was thinking, why the fuck are they not like, dealing with this instead of me yeah just a bit fucking dull <laughs> yeah it's just bleak i just I, i'm worried that's what christmas will be like for like because i mean you don't want to have kids and our partners don't have kids no. imagine if we if we're it's some miracle or not miracle some some divine act of god that they keep me and you alive not our partners who clearly will live longer than us if me and you just yeah. like, we'll be hanging around begging to go to someone's house for christmas but i, I, I don't think i'll ever be that boring i'm not that's not me like giving myself a pat on the back i'm just it's, it's like um, and also just so depressing like it's fucking christmas you know have some honey sweeten yourself up this is fucking ridiculous it's it's <laughs> it's um she was saying like oh, but you'd be talking about just you know general stuff and she'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, you know, I can't enjoy that anymore, can I? Oh, why not? <sighs> not after my husband died. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past. It's, 
come on. Like, and then the thing is, I felt bad as well. Like, loads of people were saying, just fucking leave it. Stop, you know, stop interacting with it. You're ruining your own Christmas. But, like, there was something... Uh, I'm just such a goddamn nice guy that I uh, every time I got <laughs> up and was leaving, it, I was like, I can't just leave the little old lady on her own because no. everyone else was doing the sensible thing. And whenever she came into the room, they would all slowly but surely leave her presence and go into the other room. Oh, and I thought, oh, I can't leave the little old lady, boring as she might be, <laughs> do that. But yeah, Christ. And then to top it all off, right, um, I get a trifle every year. My mum makes a trifle. Okay. <laughs> You sound like uh, Lord Fulton, right? I get a trifle every year. <laughs> no, I really did kick off this year. Over here. Well, I, I kick off this year. I don't like change, right? So it used to be a nice <laughs> strawberry trifle. And then my mum one year changed it to a, a cherry. And thank God it was a change for the better because I was kicking off about it. Anyway, this year she went, oh, I've done something a bit different. I've done an orange trifle. And I was like, I mean, that does oh, I don't shit. know about this. Also, I sent a picture to... Um, uh, Amy's family because she was with me at the time and like you know the base is meant to be like lady fingers or like some sort of sponge I that word I think that's such a disgusting lady fingers word, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit gross uh, yeah you got lady fingers not in. as gross as this instead of having like a sort of spongy thing like that she just put like scotch pancakes <laughs> at the bottom your mum is a and bit it's just, Blumenthal it's girl, isn't she she's, she's gone mad she's absolutely well, lost to her can we just quickly so, tell the reader what, what the listeners what you used to have for your school dinners Jack would get like the proper, 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 cheapest um, white bread he could have. Like proper nice white bread, you know, like proper scummy. I think it's nice, but it's like the cheapest white it's bread. It's like you thick get. doorstep bread, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then American cheese in the uh, plastic film. Yeah, and the stuff. old singles. But how many would you get without exaggerating? Oh, uh, like, you know, if you think about how many singles cheeses it like, would take for you to be able to squeeze it and it not just split. <laughs> that. Imagine that brick, it wouldn't right? split. It was you, so it hard. It would be brick, about like, ten slices yeah. of that, wouldn't there? In, in it. Oh yeah, she must have got. She must have been propping up the singles cheese <laughs> to industry then, at this and, point. And then you'd have a bag of crab sticks. <laughs> oh, those were bad. I did like those. They, they weren't. You know, everyone knows what I'm about. Doing those little sort of red and yeah. white things that like they weren't real. Crab, yeah, they're like, like, they're like fish parts or something. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that is grotesque. I used to have them. Yeah, Everything a growing also, boy needs single cheese that, and though. fish parts. <laughs> they weren't even like chilled, you'd have them in your bag. They'd have, they'd have been in my bag all day. Stinky Jack in the morning. Because I, I was the opposite. I'd always forget my lunch at home. Or if I did remember it, I'd be a fat lad and eat it the night before and then have nothing the next day. And I'd just get scraps off people around. They'd just give me yeah, everyone fist. used to have a whip around for you, didn't they? Like, you know, you can have my crisp today, you can have my apple today. I won't be no bother. I'd like this old lady at Christmas. Yeah. Fucking Maggie. Our very own Maggie. <laughs> Oh, sorry to circle back to the trifle because I'm still traumatised, but it was yeah. shite in the morning. I had to, through gritted teeth, because it's Christmas, I, I didn't want to say, Mum, that was shit. But I had to say, like, oh, yeah, it's not quite as good as the cherry one, though. Maybe go back to the fucking cherry next year, yeah? Instead of trying to, I don't know, reinvent the wheel. There's a real there's a reason no one has fucking orange trifle. Crazy woman. Yeah, so, but, like I said, this is from the woman who used to pack you... <laughs> She's not right. Is she? Temperature crap sticks. Oh bless her! Um, it's not even sanitary to store them. No, 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 no. But I reckon there's no real food in those stuff anyway. That it, no, there's no risk of anything going off. It's all chemicals, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, talking of crab sticks, um, should we move on to the meat and bones of today's? Sorry, the meat and potatoes of today's. Oh, Jesus, well we've done we've done twenty odd minutes of just absolute gas, Waffle. so we might as, well, <laughs> might as well get into it. Yeah. Well, well, I thought crab sticks, and because I, I will cover in a little bit, so I'm going to lead us through the bad duty stuff today. But as a heads up, we're probably going to do like the early stuff rather than a specific battle or anything, but like an overview of him. Uh, and in that, they cover. I've written down some notes on what pirates used to eat, and I reckon you had a worse time than the pirates. So, um, <laughs> yeah. are you ready for me to start? Go for, for it, mate. Yeah. Piece? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, Bartholomew Roberts, one John Roberts, was a Welsh pirate and the most successful pirate of the golden age of piracy, and he took over 400 prizes, which means like 400 ships in his career. So, that's pretty uh, good going to. He's a very busy boy, wasn't he? 
Um, and also, so he went from John to Bartholomew. Like, Bar is clearly a trickster's name. And there's no reason. He doesn't really quote why he went from, like, he wasn't nicknamed or anything. He just went one day. He was, you know, um, he was a like big Simpsons Bar. fan, wasn't he? He was a and mad he, um, Simmons fan. He kept, he kept saying, we take a ship and go, I Karumba. Yes, he does say I Karumba Bart. Yeah, he? I mean, he did it in a really like Hispanic accent, which he doesn't really do. Did I? I really didn't try to. I think I was like swallowing my own spit or something. Oh, that's what you think they sound like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, before we start that, I want to quickly say it's wild how many like hugely important pirates were Welsh. Yeah, we've already discussed Captain Morgan. Uh, and then we have Bartini, who is the most prolific uh, pirate, the golden age of piracy. And then Howell Davis, who is one of the most revered pirates of his age. Um, and he's the man who got Bartini into it. So I think we should do a whole got episode. Got him into the business, anyway. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, we should, yeah, we should actually. On him. But there's like a whole like load of different Welsh pirates, all from the same part of, the, of West Wales. And it's bizarre, for a small country, even a smaller part of a small country, all in West Wales, yeah, we seem to develop. I wouldn't, a bunch was of, it a. Uh... Was it like a life was so shit there that they just well, went, you know what, I'm probably so, better off like plundering other people on well, the high seas? Well, let me tell you a tale of how this infamous pirate started off. So Barty B, oh. or Black Bart in English, and he's known that, I think, because he uh, the reports he has big black hair and a big black beard. Uh, so Barty, I'm going to call him Barty B. He was, uh, he was born in Carsonewydd Bachon, which was a village in Puncheston. And now I think Puncheston strikes me as one of those towns that like, was named after what it did. So, you know, like, Swindon's etymology comes from the Saxon word, like, swine, dun, I mean, like, pig hill. So it's like, that's what, and it was a place where they used to breed pigs from. So oh, I right, feel yeah. like Punchestown's a real say-what-you-see kind of place. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it was a real punchy kind of town. <laughs> yeah, Punchestown. You know, you know that town where everyone knocks each other out? You know, it's next to Fuxville and Monsterdam. <laughs> everyone just likes lumping shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> you also, you missed me say Monsterdam, which I think was a... Uh, Oh, that is very good. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> that deserved uh, my attention. But also, because didn't that, that's where you grew up, wasn't it? Um, oh, I knew you were fucking doing something there. I knew it wasn't just a genuine ask for my attention. <laughs> just <laughs> kick me. No, I'd be from Crooksville. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Batsy from Puncheston was the son of a farmer. And in about... Uh, 1665, in my notes I've written 1965, and I did this last time, I always get the dates so wrong, <laughs> with, with always thinking we're in the 90s, but yeah, so in, 19, in, in 1665 he set off at the tender age of either 11 or 13 to join the Royal Navy which was also I saw 13, I thought that was very young Yeah, and like joining the Navy back then was like incredibly grueling and massively unrewarding. And so that was around, uh, for about 20 years after that, he did a fairly unremarkable life, and history doesn't hear from him again until around 1719. So Roberts was, uh, so Barty, sorry, I won't call him Roberts, I don't like that. Barty was mm. uh, second mate on the slave ship Princess, um, and was parked, or, <laughs> not parked, what to do with a boat? Uh, docked. Parked, docked, yeah, yeah, that's it. It was yeah. docked on the Gold Coast of West Africa, which is present day in in present day Ghana, when uh, so I'm assuming doing some heinous slave trading, probably yeah, picking yeah, up pretty, slaves or something, yeah, yeah so, horrible like that. But then, oh well, how the turntables? Because uh, whilst they were there, their boat got captured and uh, taken over by pirates. So yeah, he was right there with the Royal Navy, and these pirates came in two boats. One boat was called the Royal Rover. And the other was called the Royal James, which I think is quite funny that they were pirate ships, but still they still believed in the monarchy. Yeah, um, it's an odd, odd sort of dictum in yeah. there. I don't think you meant to change a pirate's uh, name. I think that might be bad luck on the old seven seas, but who knows? Oh yeah, um, who knows? So anyway, these these boats were led by Howell Davis, and I mentioned him earlier. Howell was considered one of the big boppers in the pirate game, although he hadn't been doing much pirate activities for that all that very long. He'd only been doing it for a couple of years, and he's already renowned as one of the best pirates there were. Howell would always make the crews he captured to either join him or they'd get killed, so he was quite brutal. They all walk um, the plank. They all walk the plank, but um, after reading up on it, joining the pirates wouldn't have been that much worse than the time spent in the Navy. Um, yeah, I sort of read that up as well. It sounds like the navy was kind of shit. Mm. <laughs> like he just, like you said, very <laughs> yeah. unrewarding for like the labour you're putting in. Yeah. So anyway, whilst Howell uh, took over, 
this. So this is mad. They were up so Barty came from Wales and he's now down on west of Africa and he's uh, just been boarded by a pirate who's also from Wales, from West Wales, from a town just over from his. So uh, instantly, Howell took a quick liking to Barty because um, firstly, Barty's really good at navigating the sea. He was always renowned for that. And he could speak Welsh. And they, so together, these two Welshmen on a ship full of people who couldn't speak Welsh could tell each other secrets, gossip, slaggage. I was saying they were off. bitching about the boys, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. They were bitching them out. Absolutely. But now this meant that uh, Howell could confide in Barty and the two grew a really good bond together. And uh, Barty V was originally anti the pirate game, which I imagine is because he probably lost loads of friends to, in the Navy to pirates. But after a bit, he realised that it was far more democratic, far more chance of career progression, because when he was in the Navy, he wouldn't be allowed to become a captain due to him being a commoner, and he was only making yeah, four so. pounds per month. So a pretty, yeah, pretty tough going. Did you see the um, the quote that he, uh, that he was supposedly, he supposedly said maybe. back in the day? I'm getting there. Oh, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you do it then. You, you give it. What some it? gusto. So, there, so I think the quote comes from this book that's a bit spurious due to um, no one's really been able to evidence his credibility because it's been written by... Well, the person who wrote it goes by a few different names, and they they believe the quotes are true, but they believe the person who wrote them uh, kind of lied about his influence with the pirates. But he if did... it's cool though, you yeah. know, then print <laughs> yeah. it, isn't it. But well, apparently he was. So this is not the spurious part, but the the wider book itself is spurious. But this part was um, quite well documented, and in it, um, he they were interviewing. Uh, the author interviewed Barty, and Barty's quoted was saying, "Well, actually, I'll throw it up to you, so you can read it, and then I'll." Uh... Yeah, go on. I'll give it. I'll go. I'll try. I try and give it the uh, the nuance that Barty would have liked. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he said right. about um, yeah about being with pirate. In an honest service, there is thin commons, low wages, and hard labour. In this, plenty and satiety. I'm assuming I said that right. Pleasure and ease, liberty and power. And who would not balance creditor on this side when all the hazard that is run for it at worst is only a sour look or two a choking? No, a merry life and a short one shall be my motto. So it's kind of like live fast, die young. Live and, fast, uh, die hard, mate. Yeah. So the book that would come from is called The General History of the Robberies and Murderers of the Most Notorious Pirates. So if anybody wants to read up any more <laughs> on that, they can, uh, they can find that book themselves. Now, according to Terry Breverton, so this is us actually doing research for once. Mm. Terry Breverton. For you, from, at least. Yeah, from <laughs> uh, Cardiff University. He said life on a pirate ship was a lot more convivial and attractive than working on a slaver, where life expectancy on a slave ship, even for the people running it, not the slaves, um, was only two to three years. So if you just say Jesus. on a slave ship for that long, you're probably not going to make it to you know, anything past that. So this life on a pirate ship was far preferable. Uh, much better quality of life and lots more freedom. And I didn't really realise this at the time, but pirates were really into democracy and equality, which I suppose makes sense. Yeah, they were sense. quite um, progressive, and I know we t- we're going to touch on that later with like the code and everything, but yeah, they were quite progressive for a yeah. couple of boys in the, uh, what was it, 1800s? No, uh, no, six, 1700s. Six, yeah, 1700s. And it makes sense, because like, if, they if they're meant to be now free men, why would they choose to leave the army just to join another army where they had no say in. So it makes sense yeah. that pirates would rather not have to all be, yeah, you know, I, I captain their way across it. Um, I like that you had said as well, like the life on a Navy ship was really shit. And it's like, oh, well, you at least paid really well. You know, yeah. your life expects you two to three years. No, yeah. dog shit, mate. All <laughs> yeah, oh, right, brilliant. <laughs> and Best you can't of um, yeah. And all, on pirate ships, all the, the higher up people were elected and also could be deselected. The captain only had authority during battle. So even though you had captains of ships, they weren't, they weren't like, it's not my way or the highway. They yeah. really took proper control when there was battles going on. So after researching this, I went into quite a lot of detail to like, well, I read loads about what it's like to be, a, to live in the pirates in the 1700s. And you know that's, was it way well, grimmer than what Pirates you know of the Caribbean shows? <laughs> Remember the song, A Pirate's Life for Me? Mm. I'm going to put it out there, A Pirate's Life is not for me. And I, it is awful. It might be controversial, but I'm just going to say it. <laughs> but this, so I, I found some stuff around what's it like on uh, not just pirate ships, but just at, at sea in general, which I think would have been fucking terrifying. So the first thing I looked at was like punishments. So captains of like government ships in the navy felt like they mm. could just rule with an iron fist because sea workers might have had a spurious past beforehand. So they felt like, well, it's the no no carrot or stick kind of mentality, um, and they punished oh, like that in pretty ways. Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> seamen were often, they could be tarred and feathered, 
Uh, they could be tied to a rope, oh. swung overboard, and ducked to the water. Or they'd be something called keel-hauled. Oh, keel-hauled. Yeah, I know about keel-hauled. That's, that's grim. You, you you say that, like a little horror story for oh, this. Yes, rough. So keel-hauled, which meant they were dragged around the bow of the ship, and they'd either be stretched across the front of it, so they'd head just be above the water, and they'd be slowly waterboarded and died, or bashing the head on the back of them. You know, the rocks off his rope, the boat, mm. and having their backs all cut up from the barnacles and all the other stuff there. Or they'd be dragged from the bottom of it, and they'd be either dragged across the floor of the ocean, or not the ocean, but where they were in more shallow waters. Or yeah, they'd be they in the shallows, to, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So it's either a slow torture, uh, sorry, a slow death. Um, you'd either have a, you'd hopefully have a quick death by banging your head so hard in the boat that you kind of, you lost consciousness from the lack of blood. Oh, um, I'd be throwing or, my head into that, into the, yeah. <laughs> into the wood. Yeah, well, I just I, I saw a photo of it, and it's like, yeah, they they usually do that for some of the worst things on the boat, but not for murder. So it's like stealing; you could have that done for you, or like getting into fights. The most common thing that would happen is flogging, um, which the whole crew would often be made to watch, and that's when they'd get the end of these big ropes and all the infamous cat and nine tails and whip the skin off a boy. And then any seaman found guilty of mutiny or murder would be, which I think that this, what they do now, they hang them from the yard arm, which is a part of the boat. But I think the keel yeah. hold, where you're dragged along the boat, the bottom of the water, or you're, you're cut open from the, the barnacles, is a much worse one than just getting hung. Yeah, that sounds a lot more horrific, isn't it? At least when you're mm. getting hung, you're, there's, there's the nice chance you might snap your neck. <laughs> yeah. You never know. But also on this, so on top of all the punishments, you're living on planks of rotten wood with rats and nothing but pent-up angry men for company, on top of the actual sea, surrounded by sharks and kelp or other rubbish stuff. I mean, kelp's probably not the worst Sharks and that. kelp. kelp. <laughs> sharks being the, the danger, I assume, and kelp yeah. being what the boring. Yeah, but it's, just, it's not even like you've got a Mackey's by you, just, just kelp. <laughs> No, <laughs> I imagine they didn't. No. Sea is terrifying anyway. Like it's monstrous and vast and omnipotent and like. Oh yeah, so no, powerful. I'm not a fan. Do I don't like it when you're in the sea and uh, oh, thalassophobia. You're on about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, scary. So, which so for people who don't know, thalassophobia is the fear of the sea or vast bodies of water, and it's like you can go on Reddit and you'll just like scroll through of like people on boats and swaying and like oh, it's just terrifying. I don't like being in the sea, like, you know, up to my fucking knees. And if I step on a little mm. bit of seaweed, I'm like, ooh, yeah, and absolutely. I like, run out. So I don't like it. You know, give, yeah. give me a nice pool. Especially back then. I just picture them like these giant wooden coffins bobbing along the Atlantic, like surrounded mm. by nonces. Just, ugh, horrible. <laughs> Surround every one of them's a nonce. <laughs> yeah, they might not be. They might come from Amsterdam, but they're not all of them. Yeah. And then that seasickness. Oh, just imagine it. Ugh, just be, be grim. But and then they have stuff like um, scurvy as well, aren't they? No well, that's the other thing. So, like, you'd be soaking wet, so you'd always be getting cold. And they'd just be, well, not only because you'd always be getting sick from just not being warm. Um, and the diet was awful, so you get loads of scurvy and, mal- and uh, malnutrition. And they often carry, you know, like, loads of rats are on these boats, and they're always, like, rife with disease. So, often the pirates, the people, especially those who were in, like, the lower decks, would always end up getting bitten, and you'd end up resulting in, like, a slow and painful death from infections from rat bites. Ugh, and lovely. then, on top of that, you have shipboard accidents, like, so, maimings and deaths at times of battle. Well, then, I read something earlier, and it was like, do you know um, why a sort of pirate, you know, in popular media depicted with, um, Eye patches and wooden yeah. legs and stuff like that. And it's like, because shit could go wrong quite All often on a boat <laughs> yeah. that could like whip your eye out or like you get your leg trapped in something and rip it off. And you know, it's just, yeah. just an occupational hazard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, oh, sounds great. And if they did get sick, the surgeon was crap. Like they worked in filthy conditions with no anaesthetic. So infections and gangrene were also like really frequent occurrences. Like you said then, like they would have like, like wooden legs and stuff. It was just all... You, you just get your leg chopped off and something goes wrong. So imagine like some guy, like some surgeons, like, oh yeah, I just need to perform a bit of surgery on you. You know, it's got to be extremely precise. I got to have a real, and don't worry though, I have a real steady hand. And then you get like a little wave, goes, oops, <laughs> <laughs> just like slices up your body. Yeah, yeah I reckon, oh no, oh, it's not for me. My advice to anyone joining the Navy back then is, it's like what Neil Kinnock said before Labour lost the, the election to the Tories. You know, he goes, I warn you not to be ordinary, not to be young, I warn you not to fall <laughs> ill, and I warn you not to grow old. I warn you not to be ordinary. I warn you not to be young. I warn you not to fall ill, and I warn you not to grow old. But 
but it wasn't all doom and gloom. There was time off, so sometimes you'd be allowed to enjoy just being on the sea and being able to enjoy it's the. It's not like you're just talking about any modern job. Don't worry, it's <laughs> yeah. not all doom and gloom. You sometimes on, get guys. time off. Yeah. Um, but so you, you, they'd also drink quite a lot on these boats, and I was like, "Oh, that's okay." And I thought, "Well, you are still drinking on a rickety fucking boat, and if it's like." Like a storm comes in, they're not going to be like, "Oh no, I'm I'm on, I'm not I'm not working today." You're still going to have to be made to do it. Yeah, you're over, swaying back and forth with loads of angry men around you. It's like being on a fucking party boat in chaos. It'd just be shit. <laughs> but you have to scrub the deck every now <laughs> and then. <laughs> and I will go back to Bad TV in a second, I promise. But um, I thought I'd cover the food at sea. So I found oh, yeah. a log. I found a log of the food provided for the English explorer Martin Frobisher, who was on his second voyage to America um, in the just like before the seventeenth century, and it, this what what in his log was considered sufficient for one hundred and twenty men for a four month trip, which is what it took to get from England to North America in one hundred and twenty for four months. Yeah, yeah, nearly in the sixteen hundreds. Right. Included in the food list on Frobisher's ship were. One pound of biscuit, which is called hardtack, per man per day. Uh, one gallon of beer per man per day, which doesn't sound too bad. What's a gallon? Mm. Like two pints? No. Yeah, I have no idea what a gallon is, I've got to be honest. Let me see what the conversion of a gallon, gallon to a pint. If it's in less than five, I'd be quite annoyed. Oh, well, hang on. That's eight pints. Oh, oh, you're laughing. Never mind then. <laughs> Pirate life <laughs> is for me. A day. Eight pints a day. <laughs> One Why gallon you? of beer per man per day. One pound of salt. That's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> a gallon of beer. I think it's because they didn't have water. So oh, is it um is it like weak though? Is it just Ooh. enough alcohol in it to keep it like sort of clean, you know? Because they used yeah. to do that, didn't they? Because it was easier to keep yeah. um, a bit of grog or whatever. Bit, yeah, um, than water. A bit cleaner than water, yeah. Um one pound of salt beef or pork per man per day, plus one dried codfish for every four men on fast days. So I think there were some days where they didn't eat meat, um, and there'd be some codfish then for four men. Um, oatmeal and rice were loaded into the backs in case the fish were uh, short on supply. And there's one quarter pound of butter and one half pound of cheese per day uh, per man. And then there was some honey, because sugar still was a rare luxury back then. And then mm. there'd also be a hogshead, which was 64-gallon barrel, which was used as cooking oil. So it, a hogshead was the equivalent to a 64-gallon barrel of cooking uh, oil. Ah, right, of, of cooking oil, got you. Yeah, and then a pipe of vinegar. <laughs> funny. Pipe. But the main food oh, save was... the vinegar, mate. <laughs> yeah, put that aside, mate. Maybe some mustard sauce. Put that aside. But... You know, someone else can have my pipe that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm <Yeah>. done. <laughs> The the main food uh, staple that was these hard tech biscuits, and it was I mean uh, because they had a really long shelf life. Pretty much, they last for longer than you you or I would last. They are just they've old. got a um a really sort of um, delicious sounding name as well. Yeah. Hard tack. Well, they <laughs> sounds so fucking horrible. They were hard dry biscuits that could you had to moisten them up with water or beer to make them easier to chew. So you'd literally have <sighs> these giant crispy, crunchy, like really really thick chewy bricks, and then you had to. <sighs> Like dunking my malted milk in my pint. I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. The no, thank shit, you. Like, yeah. Well, typically the hard cats, they also had weevils inside them. Um, because they were loaded onto the ship way in advance of the ship setting off. Sometimes months in advance. So then they'd get these little weevils in there. So I found like a menu for what you'd have for uh, what could be given to you for a standard evening meal for a seaman. And let me know what you think of this. Come on. So... Uh, salted meat with peas porridge, which is uh, dried fish with a mixture of pea soup, accompanied by, of course, the famous hardback biscuit. Oh, <laughs> lush. And, and although this sounds like a slightly wholesome meal, um, as the weeks went on, the meat would spoil and the butter would turn rancid and the beer would go sour. So um, by the end of it, the biscuits were often reduced to dust from the weevils. <laughs> so fucking awful. So what? So at the end, what you get in? Fucking dust. sour beer. Um, sour butter yeah, and then a bit of dust on top yeah, yeah just make it a little taste so anyway now we know a little bit more what it's like to be on a ship I'm going to head back to our boy Bart um, back to Barty baby so yeah he's recently realised that the Pirates Life is for him and he's pretty much second in command now with after Howell Davis who is the commander uh, remember I said Barty and his former crewmates were captured by two boats at the start, I said there was, two, there was the Royal Rover mm, and the Royal yeah. James. Well, the Royal James had to be ditched due to the worm damage and it started to sink. 
So Hull headed to find Bugs, the enemy of the pirate, apparently. <laughs> the, the pesky weevils always getting up to no good. <laughs> Bloody weevils. So Howell headed to find land, and he went to the island of Principe. I might have said that wrong. I know. I, 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 I didn't know what to say either, mate. Do you know this one as well? Yeah. So uh, when he got there, it was a Portuguese island, or owned by the Portuguese. And as he pulled up, Howell hoisted a false flag of British man of war, which I think, I didn't research this, but I think it's like to, to hoist the man of the British man of war is like to imply that you're a real captain of the British Navy so they know not to attack you or to know you're not a pirate. So you host up this flag. And, is that right? Yeah, wasn't it? Like it was a ruse, wasn't it, by him to, yeah. to, to, to sort of gain entry? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he, he has his big boat, which I assume he's already stolen from the British and he's coming into this land and they know they can see the flag is the pirate flag. So his plan was to land, invite the governor on board. It's bite ballsy. Like he's already lost one ship because of the because of the weevils. And now he's like, right, I, can, <laughs> I, I couldn't beat little island. tiny bugs, but I'll <laughs> give this a go. Yeah, so, so he's going to land, uh, invite the governor on board, pretend he's a part of the British uh, Navy, have a spot of tea, and then string him up and hold him hostage. A classic pirate move, if you ask me. Mm. So he's about to send the, uh, his men to get the governor, but before he could send off the message, some blokes already turned down to the boats to check them in and say, hey, uh, we've noticed the flag, we can tell you're good lads. Uh, do you want to come to the fort with the governor and have some fancy yeah. wine in a chat? It top, top British boys, come yeah. on up for a come fucking on. jar. Yeah. Uh, even though the guys meeting them, I think that they're Portuguese, they're not British, but they must, you know, they get along. Oh, no, Still... I mean, they, they've seen this British flag, oh, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're British boys, yeah. we know you, <laughs> British come on. Boys, British boys, through and through. <laughs> Brexit means Brexit, okay. Um, I probably love it, actually. Bloody love Britain. Bloody love it all. <laughs> so anyway, off, off the old top. So off uh, uh, Howell and a few other people go, but he leaves Barty in charge of the ships because he trusts him the most. So uh, Howell trots off and heads to the governor. Uh, and as he's on the way there, he's ambushed and he's shot because the Portuguese were clever and they clocked the fact they were most likely pirates. And I don't know yeah, how, they didn't do it, didn't they? Well, I'm going to assume they, they realised it because the, everyone on the boat was going, ho, 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 a pirate's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone's there with their Jolly Roger fucking um, bandanas <laughs> on and one you know, eye patch. And, yeah. You know in The Simpsons when um, that, that beer baron guy's there and he goes, what kind of pet store is open at two in the morning? Pet shop, eh? Well, I just have one question. What kind of pet shop is filled with rambunctious yahoos and hot jazz music at 1 a.m.? Um, the, the best damn pet shop in town. Yeah! Well, after that, um, Barty and the rest of the pirates scarpered and they went to regroup. And once they escaped the uh, the Portuguese, they were leaderless. Uh, and apparently it didn't take too long for the rest of the gang to unanimously vote Barty as the head honcho, a.k.a. the big pirate, a.k.a. Uh, I forgot. What, what's the person in charge of a ship called? The captain. Captain. <laughs> AKA Capitan. So, yeah, from there. <laughs> Capitan. <laughs> I am. Uh, I read those apparently from the day he got captured by Hoel to the day he got made captain was about six weeks. Well, uh, and considering, and considering uh, in the Navy, he would never be able to get promoted because he was a commoner. That's he, he's doing pretty well for himself. Well, mate, from farmhand to civilian Well, yeah. Also, Howell himself hadn't been a pirate very long, and he was just really, really good at it until he got shot in the gob. But, like you said, <laughs> yeah. so, from farmhand to serving in the Royal Navy, to being captured, to second in command, to now captain, the boy's done well. Not bad at all. It's, it's, <laughs> it's gumption, see? It's all about if you believe it, you can do it. <laughs> Do you you remember Captain Morgan stole that gun from the governor of Panama when we covered it before? Yeah. So um, and he said, didn't he say, um, or or didn't he say he gave him the pistol and said, "I'll be back for this." He he took it originally and then he gave it back to the governor and said, "I'll come back here and steal this from you anytime I want." It's like a real (laughs) ballsy. That's right. Yeah, badass line. Um, Well. Barty V did something similar, and in one of his escapades, he managed to steal a gigantic diamond cross that belonged to the King of Portugal. It was like a piece of jewellery. Ah. And he, so he used to wear that everywhere he went with a giant peacock feather in his hat. So oh, he, was, of style. he was absolutely um, a picture of fashion, wasn't he, yeah. for a pirate? Like, I've, heard, I've read some descriptions. You probably got them later on, but no, I'll spoil it. But yeah, he's an absolute... Um, He's just blinged out. He <laughs> loves his jewelry. Well, if you got them to hand, give him a read because uh... yeah. So he um 
he was he was very well known for the way he dressed, especially in battle. Um, his usual outfit consisted of a, a damask waistcoat. I'm not sure what damask waistcoat is, but you know, use your imagination. A red feather in his hat, a gold chain with a diamond crucifix around his neck. That's, That's the, the said diamond yeah. crucifix you're on about. Yeah. And yeah, he just said was adorned with rings and gold and all that sort of <laughs> he stuff. He is a bit. He, was, like... he basically, yeah, Captain Hook. I think yeah. you, were you going to say that? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say like blinged out Captain Hook. Don't stop me, Sounds amazing. Sweet. Speed, don't you speed, dare don't try dare to stop, stop me, Damascus. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't you dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Try to stop me. <laughs> da, da, da. Oh, what a film. Absolutely. Oh, God. I've got to watch that again now. Yeah. I mean, we say that. We have watched it quite a lot <laughs> together. You can you never watch it too much, mate. Yeah. yeah. Good, <laughs> good form, good God, form, hard, good, good form. form. Run. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. The poo box. Get the poo box. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we put clips of that in this podcast already. Oh, we have actually, yeah, on one of your episodes. I know exactly which one it is. I won't spoil it, though. <laughs> um, right. Anywho, so back to him. Uh, so, not just being a good fashionista, he was also an incredibly successful pirate. Um, and at one time, he became so successful at pirating across the Atlantic Ocean, which was uh, the focus of the triangular slave trade. So I think that got, means mm. it went from Britain to Africa to uh, North America and then back to Britain. So that kind of triangle. Mm. He was so prolific at stealing ships that he practically brought the slave trade to a standstill because he was always robbing ships going between those routes. Yeah, um, no one would ever sail through there because they just they'd be hard by old Barty. No, and this isn't like years apart. Like you said this is happening within weeks. He'd only been a part of this captain. He'd only been a captain for so like within this year, and he was so dreaded mm. by the others that when he uh, by others that when he harboured in Newfoundland, crews from twenty separate ships abandoned their posts in Scarpa just because he was coming into town. And um, they knew he was big time. He was regarded as the great pirate. Um, and they spoke pirate yeah, with a Y, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the old Y. We know it. And he said, like, the reason we're doing this podcast is like these people who are so influential and so like massive part of history just don't seem to have a huge amount about them. They, they, they reference him in some Assassin's Creed games and they talk about it in some other stuff, but like he is yeah, one but of it's, the it's, most prolific. It's never sort of fully explored, is it? You know, it, no. it's like you go, the, you know, it'll be someone called Bartholomew Bart Roberts or Black Bart. Yeah, or they don't like really that. talk about him. And he was the most. They don't say like. Yeah, sort of what has happened and like the fact that he's Welsh and everything like that. I think that certainly gets lost in translation. But they don't. I just he's not part of it, the collective talk of like pirate history. Like I don't know. <laughs> That's a mad thing to say, but it's a similar thing with Owen Glenn Doon. Like I do think we're not great at telling our own history, and and it's not mm. for anybody else to tell it. So it's important that we try and at least give it a bit of a. And we're we're the boys to do it. I, I was always thinking. <laughs> oh, I was I was thinking. Oh, why don't they talk enough about this? Or it's because. Who else is going to talk about it unless we do? So I'm really glad that we yeah. did this podcast, just so at least a few, couple of. Well, actually, I'd say we're doing really well for numbers, aren't we? For for listeners, not doing too bad. Blown our up. mind. I cannot Don't believe want to toot our own horn, but we're not doing bad. We're not yeah, doing bad. Well, <laughs> a little in another episode, I'm pretty sure you're like going, yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Whatever, bunch of freaks like you interested in this. <laughs> you are. You, if you like <laughs> us, you've got to be psychos, which I adore. Yeah, uh, let's kind of psychos. Historians also attribute the skull and crossbones to Batty Lee, like the the most pirate thing you can get. Yeah, because he 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 absolutely loved changing his flag for whatever it was flavor of the month. He bloody he was great at it. Like he uh the the one you I think you're referring to, it's almost like a sort of um a pre Jolly Roger and it? it's a skull with like a cutlass underneath it. Of course, the normal Jolly Roger is either two cutlasses or two bones. Yeah. Oh yeah, beneath the skull, yeah. but he's got like he did. He changed his flag, like whatever thing that griped him at the time, or whatever. <laughs> that. Yeah, he was a massive fashionista, I think. You know, judging by how he dressed and everything, they were, and he used to change his, his flag. I like to think he was sewing himself. Uh, there was one time we'll probably cover this in a different episode, but he lost uh, a battle with some uh, uh, Barbadians, I think it was, oh, and yeah. so, uh, another sort of um, an island around there as well. And so he changed his entire flag for like a long period of time to having um, his foot on the skull, uh, on a skull, and underneath it was like um, it had initials that were like 
Barbadian people or something like that and then he had like a a flaming sword in his hand and I was thinking like lost a a naval battle and he's like well then let's see how big you're feeling now after I sew a new flag with a biting image on it oh you bastard imagine having to be the man who who fixes his flags for him because I can't imagine commissioning that that one what's this mate yeah like the Jolly Rock the pre the sort of pre Jolly Roger cool as hell there's another one where he's got like um holding a flaming sword to death oh, to yeah. be like he won't be killed yeah. I'm like god you are so extra <laughs> he's such an extra boy he also has one where he's got like he's toasting a skeleton and he's like <laughs> he's, he's just wild but he is he's a very flamboyant it, like he became like I think they call them buccaneers where they're a bit like a more swashbuckling and kind of I think we discussed this with Captain Morgan. Like they don't really get arrested when they go back home because they have like this good brand. <laughs> Everyone loves them so much. There's so much like pageantry about it. They're like, oh, he's a laugh though, and they go, yeah, you're him. right. You can't. He does look do just like Hook. Like he's got a real kind of swag about him. So I think I was thinking, if you agree, we should park Badly's story there for now because we've I've waffled on enough about enough superfluous stuff. After a quick <laughs> on-air discussion, we've agreed mm-hmm. we're going to finish this episode here, but we're going to carry on recording and we're going to go through the top the the pirate code which he uh, created, and that'll come out in a, a week's time. So this will be a two-part episode, spread across two weeks, but we will come back to do battle these battles and more like unique episode, unique uh, confrontations with other people later on down the line. How's that sound? Yeah, he's got a good he's got a good few ones, and he so like yeah. we would so when we'll we looked at the research, we went too much to read, mate. Yeah. Too much. So <laughs> well, we we'll don't want to do, we don't want to blow our beans too quick with him. So that's the prelude. And then stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll go into to his uh, pirate code, which is I think it was eleven point two or something like that. Something um, like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's, we'll, uh, you're right. It's eleven. It is eleven. Yeah. And then we'll come back to him in a couple of weeks' time. But for now, Jochenwald and Grandor. Thank you very much for listening. Um, yeah, sure thank you to everyone who's us. been listening so much so yeah. far as well, because it's, it's given us a massive boost of confidence. Yeah, if you could uh, like and subscribe on your platform that you listen to, drop a five star would mean an awful lot of help to us. Um, and yeah, we'll 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 jump straight into the next episode. So see you soon. Love you. Yeah, love you. Um, bye.